Hey there, welcome to Systematize Your Thoughts, the podcast. I'm your host, Stina Marie. I equip busy, high-powered women to improve their lives and their bottom lines. If you're here because you want to get rid of anxiety, raise your standards, and say hello to guilt-free pleasure, you're in the right place. And if you haven't already grabbed the Systematize Your Thoughts flowchart, it's 100% free, and you can find it at systematizeyourthoughts.com. With that flowchart in hand, you'll be able to shift your mind in minutes and get out of those crazy-making, anxious thought loops so that you can take the drama and pressure out of life and relationships. Let's get this show on the road. So. So. I decided that this podcast is going to go both on in the rough and systematize your thoughts. Oh my goodness, just going to spring it on me, huh? Yes, that's the most fun way to do it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> because right. I, ha- I had a topic idea, mm-hmm. and it was something that I wanted to write about. So I'll write about it after we talk about it some more. Okay. Um, and it's also something that I think would make a great podcast on In the Rough. So for those of you listening that aren't listening to both podcasts, Mm, here we go. This is Foy. Hello. Uh, my lover. I'm Foy. My Foy. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is Foy. Foy. <laughs> Just to be clear, not I, available. <laughs> I am exclusive with Miss Stina Marie. So, um, yeah, you can go to my website, stinamarie.com, and find both of the podcasts there. You can search in your podcast player. For she wants you to stalk her. Yes. Systematize Your Thoughts uh, with Stina Marie or In the Rough with Stina Marie and Foy. So that's our little intro. Um, What else would you like the people on my podcast to know about you? About me? Well, I've enjoyed being a bit reclusive. Uh, I mean, I know we have been doing a podcast, but (laughs) not really been participating in social media and... You just want to be my mystery man. Maybe mystery to the world and, <laughs> yeah, you can take ownership of that one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fair to say you're not a coach or an online entrepreneur like I, I am. I am not. I am not. I am uh, dating someone who is. So I'm learning all the things and and hearing the you're a fantastic behind the scenes. Sport. Uh, yeah. It's okay. So I don't, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about. Okay. Because we can just, we can go on and on and all day about mm. all the things you're not going to tell us about yourself. So <laughs> what I wanted to talk about is triggers. Okay. So coincidentally enough, I wrote a book last year that you were a lot of support with you helped me just I was I read it to you and you helped me with some edits and then you helped me record the audiobook and it was called trigger proof your life know when to leave I think I did the cover uh, photo as well yes you did yes I was a photographer you were 
Indeed. Thank you for that. And the driver. And the driver. <laughs> while I read. Okay, so triggers. Um, yes. I didn't really unpack triggers in the book. It was more about my journey processing my own triggers, if you will. Okay. In a way. Um, but this week, we had an experience together where I kind of had this like trigger epiphany, recognizing how like not all triggers are the s- are created equally. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, I would agree with that. So I think of a trigger being, you know, the the triggered response in your body, the emotional response in your body. You're saying the physical sensation. Physical feeling. Okay. The emotional and physical Elevated feeling. heart rate, flush feeling in your chest, maybe your ears, um, or your heart gets fluttery, or... Interesting to note, though, that feeling triggered probably viscerally feels different to different people. So even if you're listening to this, consider what it feels like in your body to be triggered because that I don't get a heart race when I'm triggered okay when I'm anxious possibly but fair enough the triggered feeling for me is a little more shut down it's a little more freeze than like a fight or flight it's like a straining like if you're ready to go at the starting line you're like kind of that's very masculine of you to say I think Mm -hmm. because I I was just listening that more feminine people tend towards the like fawn behavior which is to people please basically like i'm gonna i'm gonna neutralize this threat by being nice Mm, to it fair enough okay okay so women uh, not just women but this is a very genderized stereotype so we just say like women is how i heard this information presented so there may have been a study or something that this person was talking about where it's the like tend and befriend, the people pleasing, the being nice, not saying no. Those are all ways that we neutralize perceived threats in our environment. In your and nice girl world. <laughs> for yeah, for a more masculine person, they're gonna be they're gonna tend towards more of the fight or flight. So a little bit more active, I'm going to do something about it to neutralize it. Yeah, and that's uh, a little bit more towards the angle we're talking about. I kind of would call it pissed. Not really pissed off, but you're just a little pissed or a little edgy. Yeah. Is kind of the layman's terms for triggered, in my opinion, is kind of where we came to the conclusion last night in our conversation was like, I think we're kind of talking about the same thing. So. Yeah, and you kind of associate a more active response with that like whether it's yelling whether it's slamming things whether it's verbally like being rude to your partner or yeah. lack of eye contact change of tone uh you know, closing out. your shoulders lashing out any yeah. number of yep behaviors and of course we don't condone violence or physical behavior no expressing the eyes so none of that business but yeah i don't even like slamming things so that's another conversation fair enough um so i'm just saying that contrast because i don't think everyone's trigger feels the same and if we're actually talking about um not just an emotional trigger but a ptsd trigger 
mm. can also be experienced in a variety of ways. So I just want to respect that that word has a lot of different meanings. Um, yeah, I'm ignorant to the uh, diversity of the word trigger <laughs> yeah. in the psychological realm. So, so what I learned um, specifically then about triggers, like I've just kind of made the definition about what a trigger is to me and how it feels in me. And I've not really thought at length about how you get triggered. Like what, I'm gonna have to, it's gonna take me a second to unpack Oh, this. I'm right along with you. Like I, So. yeah, this fits right in with where the direction you wanna go. Yeah, so the, the trigger that I have experienced in the past has been from I had a standard about something. This is the way we kind of described it. Mm -hmm. I had this standard, and it's like a lifestyle standard. So, for example, I like the dishes done before I go to bed every night. I've changed that preference, but I'm going to roll with that one for now. So, I want the dishes done every night because, to me, that's when the house is ready for me to go to bed. So, if I had a roommate that had ice cream every night after dinner, after the dishes, and left a dirty bowl in the sink, and every morning I get up and that's in the sink, I am going to feel triggered just because this, my standard is not being kept up by that other person. Now, is it the roommate's job to know and read my mind that I don't want dishes in the sink at night? No. Are they doing it to intentionally bother me? No. Now, if I say, hey, I love waking up to a clean counter. Would you mind just putting your uh, bowl in the dishwasher? Would you mind just washing it really quick? Because we always clean the kitchen, and then that's like the one thing in the sink every morning. And if they're like, yeah, okay. But then they continue to do the thing. Well, now you like agreed to do this, but then you're not doing it. There's this, now, I, there's like some history behind the trigger. And if I decide, well, it's not their job to keep up the kitchen that way. Like, they'll get to it and it's okay. Well, then I'm still feeling triggered. I'm just battling it every time it happens. So sometimes we think, or sometimes I have thought that if you're triggered by something, you just need to work through the trigger, which is true to an extent. If you get that trigger back to, I, had a, I have a need, an unmet need, I have a desire, I have something to say that's not being heard, there's some way that I'm not being seen, like those things need to be dealt with at the root level, not just at the trigger level. So it's like when, when um, you know, so like go, if we go with the dishes thing again, so let's say that I had this terrible roommate that, you know, just wouldn't wash their dishes and they were always dishes and I just decided that they were a great roommate and I was just going to like let that go. But I didn't really like really let it go. And now I enter a relationship with you and like the dishes become an issue and you don't even know it because I'm just stewing in my old triggers. So I haven't even given you a chance to 
not do that. Just like with the roommate. I have to communicate that to you. I have to let you know this triggers me. But it's not like I, I can't handle my emotional trigger. So will you please take care of the dishes so I can feel okay? It's like I just, I prefer that this is the way things are done. Is there a way we can make that happen? This is this just feels good to me. Um, yeah. So does that? Am I? Do you think I'm explaining it well? Because there's so there's so many layers to this idea in my mind. But I'm seeing it play out. Yeah, because the what you're really looking for is to get to the root of the trigger, not the trigger actually happening. So what were the yeah. thoughts and the experiences in life? that allow you to be open to being triggered about that particular, that thing, that these other things in the past are, they kind of like build the foundation or the roadway for this trigger to transpire. So, and we were kind of in conversation about that as well, because there was, um, I was kind of cutting through your, your thing about, uh, we had a percentage question Oh, that came yeah. later. Can we? It was later, but that was a. Uh, yeah, you know, let's there's... tie that in. Fair enough. Yeah, because I was just going to say that the conversation that really brought this to light for me in a way was um, well, I got triggered by you playing video games while I was making dinner. Mm hmm. And it's kind of annoying to me sometimes when I'm triggered by something like that because it seems so. Oh, we went through all the logics of it. Persnickety. It feels like persnickety to me. Well, because, because you're not being, yeah. I'd... Yeah, because I don't want to be, I don't want to be a naggy, like, over-the-top person that needs to control everyone. So then I'm like, I need to just chill out and, like, not try to control people. And See, to me, that's one of the red flags of that tells you that something's up right there. That I'm thinking that way yeah instead of just being honest yeah because that's where the conversation ended up for us was I was like why aren't you being honest with me Stina because I wasn't being honest with myself yeah so you can't so you run into those uh, imbalances right there in that moment yeah so and so by then not just saying to you I don't like that you're playing video games right now it's upsetting to me yeah. And you got to go deeper though. Why is it upsetting to you? Yeah, and it's upsetting to me because well, because I like food to be a sensual and connective experience. And being in the kitchen, feeling alone in the kitchen, I don't like unless I'm actually alone. <laughs> Yeah. In the kitchen. Which brought In which us, case I'm gonna like put a fucking podcast on. Yeah. But it brought us to <laughs> the to the conclusion of it in the sense that uh, it's actually the energetic disconnect that you feel when I focus my mind away from you. You even yeah. equated it to might as well be having sex with some other woman because my attention <sighs> is so far drawn from you. And the logical part of you, which was there's nothing wrong with that video game, and there's nothing wrong with me playing that for a few minutes yeah. at a time and being there's respectful not. with conversation. I did all of the things, so, and that's why there was and you that. Helped chop up the veggies. I was and participating, like making and making out with you, and all that as well. <laughs> so I did all the things. Yeah. So, and that's where, you know, when you were 
bringing this up to my attention later on that you were triggered in this moment, you know, I could just listen. I didn't need to be defensive mm -hmm. because I knew I participated in all the ways that I normally participate. There was only, there's only basically one thing and we just have to get there. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what that one thing was until later on in the conversation and you made it aware to me that that's what was really behind all of your trigger mm -hmm. at the base. So then when you deal with it there, then the trigger goes away. Yeah. It's kind of like popping the root out of a weed instead of just chopping it off at the ground level. It also gave me the freedom to come to you and just be really raw in the moment. Even if it's just saying, I'm feeling really triggered right now. Yeah, and that was a day later. That. Yeah, it was. Because, okay, so this goes back to, I did a podcast on Systematize Your Thoughts called Weaponizing Coaching. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those areas where it's almost like you gaslight yourself with coaching, saying you're being too dramatic about the video game, Stina. Let the man have his, like however long, mm -hmm. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour of just like veg out time. You're extremely attentive to me. It is not a matter of I'm in competition with the video game or I feel like you should never play the video game. It's just that in that moment, it doesn't feel good to me. And so I feel like there's been so many times in my life where something hasn't felt good and rather than speaking up, I just coached myself through the discomfort to find a place of like relative contentment with it. Yeah, that's how you facilitate that people-pleasing lifestyle. For sure. So the difference in the triggers then for me is like the you you were just playing the video game and that was similar enough to a past experience that I had to trigger me. You were not actually neglecting me for the video game. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm right? aware. So if you were, though, like if, we, if I was in a relationship with you and you were playing video games four hours a night. If you think that's excessive. I mean, right now, five minutes is excessive in the wrong time. But I mean... For story's sake, for it's story's four sake. hours because that to me is like if a grown man comes home from work and plays four hours of video All games right. every night, like I do think that we have an, a problem, you know. So that would be a problem for me. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, at least while I'm living here. If I'm not living here then, I guess. I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't know what you were doing though, all yeah. the time. So when, if you were coming home playing video games for four hours a night, then what would be triggering me is, first of all, how you choose to use your time because inevitably something else is going to shit if you're spending 20 hours a week plus on video games and not doing whatever else you yeah, would be doing. Yeah, but I mean, time. I think our story, though, is really the triggers about the past experience. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if I was in a relationship where like our relationship was getting neglected for the video games and you're playing four hours a night or you're like not keeping up the house because you're playing the video game or you're not 
keeping up like your outsides like whatever if you're not taking care of your responsibilities because of that video game then the trigger comes up because of the video games but now I actually need to be like I'm not just triggered because of my past experience I'm triggered because I'm having the same experience again like if I told you that I didn't like you playing the video games and we had the conversations and it still kept happening after that or I or it, I said I don't like you playing video games so much and you said well how much time is too much in a day and I'm like I mean I guess an hour to two hours would be reasonable and like Every time you play, you play to the two-hour mark, like, on the dot and shut it off. And I'm like, oh, this didn't really get me what I wanted. Like, I wanted to connect with you or I wanted, you know, to spend time with you doing something else and I didn't get it. So that's where I've found myself in those loops in the past. But um, assuming that someone continues to perpetuate the same behavior, the same situation, the same treatment that you've had in the past... You're not just being triggered, you're re-traumatizing yourself. Like you're exposing yourself to a situation that's the same. Agreed. So getting into an emotionally neglectful relationship when you've already been in an emotionally neglective relationship or getting into a narcissistic relationship when you've already been in a narcissistic relationship. I, I mean, it could be anything, you know, um... But when you perpetuate those things, yes, you could work on your triggers and stay in the relationship. I just don't feel that that's the best use of my life is to be coaching myself constantly so that I can just be sort of content in the situation I'm in. I want to be more efficient than that. So that's why when when you said um, like when you said I wasn't being honest with you and I wasn't basically I wasn't speaking up I wasn't telling you what I wanted I was like oh I don't want to perpetuate more of that in myself like that I'll just coach myself out of it like no you didn't even try you didn't even try to speak up you didn't even try to ask for what you wanted you didn't even didn't even give him a chance so that's the part of the trigger that gets me into the loop it's like my efforts will be futile or worse than futile they'll come back to bite me in the ass I feel like this is more um, of my personal problems than I normally share on my podcast <laughs> Do you have any thoughts to add? Like you've been quiet. Oh, just listening. Seeing where you're going to go with it. I'm just really chatty today for some reason. Mm-hmm. I noticed that earlier too. I feel like I'm talking a million miles a minute. It's probably the cold showers. I don't know. Got you all fired up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, really just uh, take a trigger and get to the root of it instead of trying to fend it off at the trigger level, mm-hmm. you know. It, um, like I said, short of going into what kind of lifestyle everyone's living right now, 
where it kind of shows evidence of if you do the things you're supposed to do to keep yourself in a certain place, then you're going to continue in a trajectory of health and well-being. And if you don't do the things or you don't take care of the root problems, you're going to end up in a risky, unhealthy situation. So and that kind of translates into, you know, trigger being the fulcrum or the balance point between getting there. I was thinking of an actual, like, trigger on a weapon. And it's like... Oh, yeah, you can unload it. That's yeah. one way to look at it. I was just thinking, like, if you yeah. unload it, then the trigger is, like... They don't recommend that you pull the trigger without it being, you know, if it's a dry fire, it's hard on a firearm, but you can. You can trigger yourself, I'm and just then when it doesn't it, go off, you know... The gun hey. might get ruined, but you're not going to shoot anyone without without the gun being loaded, yeah. that's my point. Mm. So if you're triggering and there's not anything there... Like, it's easy to get over, right? So, like, when you trigger Agreed. me and and there's something that happens that I feel, but it's not based in current relationship reality. It's not because you're perpetuating the same behavior. It's yeah. just because something happened that reminded me of it. I remember hearing a friend of mine tell a story about her husband coming into the room and dropping a stack of books on the table, like, just really quietly came in and dropped them like thinking he was going to startle her and she jumped and just burst into tears and it was like a really strong PTSD trigger for her like just at that level of a sound just shook her to her core and he was like had no idea that that was going to happen so he's like in shock and devastated and feels horrible for doing it. So that's an example of, you know, where something just happens. It's a sound, it's a smell, it's a taste, it's words, it's one action yeah. that triggers it. And I, so I go right for the root of it. So that means she's got PTSD. She's got a problem from her past that's affecting her future. Right, but and she doesn't have to break up or she doesn't have to like leave her husband. No, no, no. I was that. just like, how do you, you just roll back from the trigger. Like, that's the thing. Like, what causes at the root of it? But imagine then that he was like, let's go see fireworks for the 4th of July. Knowing, like, now having had that experience. is like, let's go do this thing where there's a bunch of, like, loud, surprising noises, right? Well, if you and, just, yeah. and she's like, mm, I'm not sure about it. And he says... Like, you need to just work on the trigger. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not being... It's not being, like, attentive or compassionate to where the other person is. It's kind of like saying, like, your trigger is kind of silly. Get over it. Yeah, it's like you got a flat tire, put some air in it. What do you mean? Same thing. Like, go work on your triggers. Like, well, you got a flat tire, go put some air in it. Instead of going and helping her change her flat tire. Oh, I see what you're saying. You just say, go put some fucking air in your tire, let's go. Yeah. Like, it's your car, it's your tire, it's your responsibility. Yeah. 
go take care of it. And that my, kind of voice is like what I can even have for myself when I do the like weaponizing coaching thing. Mm. That's the voice that's like, Stina, just get over it. I'm like, well, yeah, you don't want to get over it. You want to go under it. You want to find the root. <laughs> See, everybody tries to go over shit. It's like everybody tries to be nice. They try to lie. Being nice is a fucking lie. Quit lying and you're going to have, you're having liar's results right now. That's why I was just thinking with her, Ooh. crying and get and having that experience with her husband, he's now traumatized because she's did her thing and yeah. it's he had nothing to do with it. So if she get to the root of her trigger and at least explain to him that something happened to me in my past. But she may not even know. Like, that's the thing about Well, after that experience, there's no denying it. I know, but, but I'm yeah. just saying that triggers often happen and you don't know exactly why. I agree, and that's why so it's time to know why, and then that yeah. that's how we get through those things in the future events. I guess it's like I found that there was some legitimate bitterness or like legitimate anger behind some of my triggers. Well, that that's a trigger is essentially getting pissed. Like you have to have those things otherwise you don't get triggered otherwise I you see was... me playing a video game and feel the disconnect and if you don't have the trigger you're like it's that thing you know you could just make some smart ass comment about the computer not being as sexy as you are or something like that and then i'm like you know it's just a little play or a little something to distract me from the video game and then i'm like of course i should be distracted from this video game like hey and then turn around and go there. But because you're triggered, you miss out on that. And mm. you get to re-experience your past. And you miss out on mm. the future. So there's incentive to work getting to the root of a trigger and resolving it so that you don't have to experience that anymore. Yes, resolving it and not putting yourself in situations where the same shitty thing is happening to you. If it's a shitty thing, yeah. That's, I mean, my trick, like a lot of my triggers come from shitty experiences in the past. Well, yeah, you don't get triggered about happy things. I mean, you do. You ever... That's that's another podcast. Oh my, get mad because I'm happy. I wrote that in in the book about, mm. you know, we think triggers are just negative, but they're actually they're actually positive too. Fair enough. That should be the next. Thing I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on with me. Thanks for having me. Are you ready to take this work to the next level? Yeah, it's time to escape anxiety and 10x pleasure in your life guilt-free. If I've learned anything, it's that overachieving isn't worth the overwhelm and perfectionism is not worth the pressure. True success is simple and stress-free. I believe this is absolutely true for you as well. I want to invite you to book in a free breakthrough call with me where we'll look at what's working for you, what's not working for you, and find out if there's a way that I can support you to win at life in a way that feels really good. So book in that call, we'll have a chat, figure out if we're a great fit to work together, and I can't wait to connect with you soon.